Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 58. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having a fantastic week. So we have, I'm going to say, an absolute star on the show today. He is he is Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker is a serial entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author of the bestseller, Virtual Freedom. Originally from the UK, Chris has lived in the Philippines for 15 years, where he hosts the annual Tropical Think Tank Mastermind event and has founded several businesses, which combined... House, sorry, which combined houses over 450 full-time employees. He is also the popular business blogger and podcaster at chrisducker.com and is the founder of the personal branding business community, upreneur.com. Chris, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. That all makes me sound very, very impressive. I hope I don't let you down now. No, not at all. And actually, I have to admit, when I first started my podcast show, um, you are on the bucket list of guests to have oh. on the show. So I am absolutely really chuffed to bits that you've that joined me on the show today. It's all it's all my pleasure and it's an even bigger pleasure to be on your list of any list actually. That's great. <laughs> Long since not a hit one. Then it's yeah, everything's right. Indeed. indeed. <laughs> so Chris, can you tell um, us a little bit about your journey that's got you to this point today? Good gosh, there's a rabbit hole right out the gate. Um I mean, look, I'm I'm I don't sort of um I don't kind of rise to graces or anything like that. I, I still class myself very much as a sales professional. That's what I've done ever since my, my teenage years. I dropped out of college, much to my uh, father's dismay. He didn't talk to me for three months. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've been an entrepreneur now for 14 years. I was in the publishing business for a long time back in the UK, the infomercial business um, for a few years in the US. Uh, but I've, I've been an entrepreneur and, and um, you know, kind of built and run my own businesses for the last 14 years. And really, I mean, what I do today is no different to what every entrepreneur does or should be focused on doing, and that is to solve people's problems. That's it. Um, I, you know, there's no delusions of grandeur here. I am a problem solver. And if I get to solve people's problems in an effective uh, economic manner, uh, then I'm lucky enough to put a price tag on it and everybody's happy. And so that's what I do. Fundamentally, I'm just a, a professional problem solver. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, to me as well as you, you've certainly helped me. We talked about in the, the, before we started recording is about how you helped me with your book, Free, uh, Virtual Freedom. And, you know, today we're going to talk about the personal branding side of it. For So for you, when you, what sort of brought you down that route towards the personal branding side? Well, it wasn't actually anything that I kind of set out to do, truth be told. It kind of just unraveled uh, like an old jumper, um, you know, that you you cat has had you know for a while i mean it's it, it, it was it was a weird thing because so in late 2009 i burned out pretty hardcore i mean we're talking hospital time antidepressants uh i i lost a an absolute ton of weight um the burnout actually went away but then came back mid 2012 where i had a residual back issue because i'd been sitting down at my desk quote unquote, kind of building my business for several years for 15, 16 hours a day some days. Uh, and I had blown my, my L5S1 uh, disc. So I had to have spine surgery. 
uh, in 2012. But but what happened was back in 2009, I said, well, you know, after my burnout, this is I can't continue. Uh, much like the you know the story that you talk, talked about before we hit the record button here when you were done reading Virtual Freedom, you know you realized that something wasn't right. It couldn't continue the way it was. It wasn't right. You didn't feel good. Um, you weren't happy. Uh, you were working too much. I you know I was I was I was living on coffee, man. I mean it was it was ridiculous. And so we made the decision myself and, and my wife to go away for a couple of days between the Christmas and new year period of 2009. And we discovered that, you know, there was a whole bunch of stuff that I was doing that I either hated doing that I fundamentally couldn't do, but because of my micromanaging type a entrepreneurial personality, I was doing them anyway, uh, or that I felt that, and this is really the high level stuff. I felt like I shouldn't be bloody well doing them because I'm the CEO. I'm the owner of the business. I shouldn't be doing this stuff. And so we had to, we had to make a lot of changes And 2010 became what we now know as the virtual CEO year. And so by the end of 2010, I'd removed myself from the business. I'd hired eight people to fundamentally replace me within the business. Um, and my life was forever changed. Now, as the part of that year, I had started blogging and podcasting. And so I had also started to create an email you know, list of, of, of fans and subscribers. I, I was getting active on social and everything. And this personal brand started to develop through the course of that year. And even though the name of the blog back in those days was Virtual Business Lifestyle, uh, same name for the podcast, nobody ever said, do you read Virtual Business Lifestyle or do you listen to the Virtual Business Lifestyle podcast? It was always do you listen to Chris Ducker's podcast or do you read Chris Ducker's blog? And so that personal brand started to develop. I started getting speaking invites um, to speak at events predominantly in the United States, as well as obviously, you know, back in the UK a little bit and, and elsewhere, but predominantly in the US. And then in late 2012, after I'd had that back surgery, um, I got an email out of the blue completely from a publisher in the United States saying, we want to publish a book with you. And so I said no <laughs> to that offer, um, but it, it, it did spark the interest of, well, it's always been a goal to write a book. Um, why don't I put everything I've learned in the last five, six years of, of building virtual teams uh, into a journal, into a manual that people can fundamentally use? And so, uh, you know, we, we put a proper proposal together. We actually pitched out to 16 or so publishers in the U.S., um, we got four offers, which was incredible buy-in, uh, and uh, we ended up obviously publishing it, and, and it's done very, very, very well indeed. But that none of that would have happened without the personal brand element coming into play. And when the book came out, I also made the exact decision that that was what I was going to focus in on moving forward was the personal brand element of the business. And, and that's where youpreneur.com came from and, and everything else that now I'm, I'm about. Wow. It's, you know, what amazes me is just when you hear stories like that, it's really the journey started from the burnout. Yes. Isn't it? And yeah. it, it, it's yeah. those lessons that we learn. Because, you know, I was the same. I went through chronic fatigue syndrome. I was, I was bed bound for a year. I was housebound for five. And it was those shifts that get made when you start to come out that other side. Yes. of going, okay, what's important and what's not important relatively for me. That's 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 a truly amazing story. Um, okay, so when we talk about personal branding, for those people who don't really know what it is, how would you describe personal branding? 
Well, a personal brand is really your reputation. You know, it's it's what people say about you when you're not around, right? So, you know, when you're not at that coffee meeting or at that networking event or at that conference or that dinner party, you know, how do you want people to talk about you when you're not there? Um, and then you build upon what that desire is, whatever it may be. And, and then the other, you know, the flip side of the coin is, well, how can I uniquely help people based around my personality, my experience, and the type of people that I actually want to serve. And that's ultimately what being what I call a youpreneur is. A youpreneur is fundamentally an entrepreneur that builds a business based around them and their personality and the people that they want to serve and their experience, right? So, it, you know, this whole idea of 10,000 hours to become an expert at something is total BS. You could you could you could only have five years in the bank working on one particular thing, and you're you're an expert to a gazillion people out there that have no idea, no idea at all about whatever it is that you do. So you know you might be a health and a health and wellness coach for people that are recovering from chronic fatigue issues. But you don't need to have to do that for 10,000 hours to be an expert in it, <laughs> to be able to help people, right? So, you know, I, I think, you know, ultimately that's what a personal brand is. It's about what people say about you when you're not around, ultimately. Uh, and, and so, you know, I, I took that personal brand element and kind of encapsulated it with the idea of obviously the business side of things and then the reputation management side of things as well. And that is what youpreneur is all about that's what being a youpreneur is all about brilliant so when you if someone was to start really looking at this you know hopefully they're starting to look at it when they start in setting their business up but if they kind of like look at that and go right okay I i really need to start looking at this where would where would you sort of advise people to start well you've got to start with yourself i think first and foremost because number one it's not for everybody Right. Putting yourself front and center might be a complete turnoff for some for some people. I mean, you know, even, you know, within what I call the Youpreneur ecosystem, there's a number of different ways that you can build your brand and your business and monetize your business and your brand. Uh, Public speaking being one of them. Now, public speaking is, you know, close to death, probably the number one, (laughs) the number one fear for the majority of people. Right. Some people love the idea of being on stage in front of hundreds, if not thousands of people. Some people would absolutely cringe at the idea of doing it. So the question, but by the way, just because it's part of that Youpreneur ecosystem, it doesn't mean that you need to do it. It's just an option, right? So, you know, likewise, is this really for you? If it is something that you could see yourself doing, being front and center in your business, being known as the person within your industry, what you want to do is you want to become the go-to source, the go-to leader in your industry. And as a result, build what I call a future-proof business based around it. Because when you build a business, you know, the business of you, as I often refer to it as, when you do that, no referendum or politician or recession or situation is going to screw things up for you because you don't rely on anyone other than you and the people that you want to serve. And so I think it starts with you. Do you want to do it? If you do, then you have to define who you are and what you want to be known for. Once you get that in place, you can start defining the type of people that you want to help and serve and sell to. And so it's really, it's, I mean, you know, 
personal branding. It's a personal journey. Uh, it's not for everyone, but I mean, if you look at uber, uber successful entrepreneurs out there, Sir Richard Branson, Elon Musk, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, all the, they are personal brand business owners personified. You know, they're walking, talking examples of what can be achieved by having a personal brand attached to you and your business. And here's the beautiful thing. A lot of people come up and they say, well, this all sounds very great and everything, Chris, but what if, what if I want to pivot at some point in the future? What if I want to change my direction as a business owner at some point in the future? Well, here's the thing. If you build a business of you, your community, your audience, your customers will come with you. If you want to go in a slightly different direction, they'll come with you because you're like a magnet. You're, you're attracting them uh, with you along the way, and you're repelling the people that don't get you and want your vibe away at the very same time. So look at Richard Branson. I mean, the guy's got hundreds of companies, insurance, Coca-Cola, condoms at one point. I mean, like there's – I mean, he's in – he's pivoted into so many different industries, but the people who love Sir Richard love him no matter what he does. Yeah. Very true. I think Virgin Brides was a big flop. Virgin Brides? Yeah, he had Virgin Brides at one point. And these jokes on, he says, well, I couldn't, we couldn't find any, so it didn't work. <laughs> and the, and the uh, Virgin Condoms, he's actually a godson to someone who uh, someone wrote to him and said, well, it didn't work. So he's actually the godfather to um to one of the <laughs> one of the kids, but he can. I but like I suppose that. that's one of the great things is is as you say is he uses that to his advantage by yes. turning what is a well possibly a bad PR thing into actually some really good things, and he well, uses, yeah. he's very good at that, isn't he? He is. He's amazing at that. He's one of the best in the business at that. But I mean, when I think of my own personal journey with. Richard Branson, for example, I remember seeing him when I was a teenager up in the air balloons and, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, thrill seeking, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then now when I think about him, I think of the guy having a cup of tea on Necker Island, enjoying life at a much slower pace. Now, I've grown with Sir Richard. I've, I've, I've gravitated with him into that direction. And so, uh, you know, that's the power of having that 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 connection with your audience and with your community based around you and what you stand for. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. So when we talk about the from the personal branding side in the center of growing that community, obviously you've you've got you've got a podcast, you're doing blogs, you've got you've got obviously the community now of youpreneur. Is do you feel that we should because you 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 are bombarded every day with the, those people saying you should do it all. And as you're saying is personal branding is personal to you. So you've got to kind of focus on your strengths rather than your weaknesses. So Absolutely. how do you, um, what kind of approach do you sort of talk to people about that sort of content? Content marketing, I guess, is part of the brand, the brand building, isn't it? Oh, it, it, it is the brand building. I mean, if you think about it logically, content marketing is the only kind of content that's really working now. I mean, I, I, I have never taken out a print ad in a magazine or a newspaper. I have never taken out a billboard to promote my events. I've never sponsored a conference or live event in any way, shape, or form. What I've done to build my businesses uh, into a multi-seven-figure annual empire, quite frankly, is just answered questions. That's it. That's what I do every single day at chrisducker.com. I answer questions through my blog posts, 
through my podcast episodes, through the videos that I post up on YouTube and embed on the website, through my social media platforms. But to answer your question directly, no, you don't have to do it all. You, you almost shouldn't do it all, but you can over time become very savvy and be seen to be doing it all by repurposing a lot of the content. Now, I mean, perfect example, you start with a five minute YouTube video, okay? You then go ahead and rip the audio, you've got a podcast episode. You then go ahead and rip three one minute clips from that video, you've got enough content to share on Twitter and Instagram for the next couple of weeks. You then go ahead and pull three or four you know, quotable sentences from that video, and you've got some social media images that you can go ahead and share and promote to get people to go and check out that video. You go ahead and have that video, that podcast completely transcribed. You've got a blog post that you can go ahead and put onto your website. You can even pull that content, that written content, and put it into your autoresponder to serve people directly in their inboxes. You don't even have to get them to go ahead and visit your website. So you can be seen to be doing it all, but ultimately that's a machine right there that when you record that initial video and put it into Dropbox, you have lots of little busy, great smarty pants doing all that stuff for you. And you're doing what you should be doing, and that's answering questions and providing those solutions to those problems that we talked about. And with regards to your content, you have a favorite uh, platform that you like doing it do you prefer videos to podcasts or do you have a favorite no, it's it's strange i just i was asked this this almost exact same question on a an interview late last week and i i i kind of stumbled over it uh, as well as i am now horrifically <laughs> like a, like a, the perfect bumbling british guy um i i honestly i it's changed jeff that's the thing it's changed as as time has gone by mate because when i first got started back in 2010 I loved writing my blog posts. I really enjoyed writing. But then I started podcasting in mid-2010, April, I think the first episode was. Um, and I really, I mean, I'm more of a talker than a typer. So I'll enjoy talking. And so, you know, podcasts, and I'm, I'm still using podcasts every single week. I publish a new episode. Um, and we, we might actually be ramping it up to two a week going into 2018. So, um yeah, but then, you know, when Periscope hit the scene a couple of years ago, live video was very much in its infancy. And I ran with that for a good year and people loved my Periscope shows. But then Facebook Live came out and it was like, you know, welcome yeah. to the 800 pound silverback gorilla of live video. <laughs> let's squash Periscope. Yes, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, but I'm not a fan of Facebook as a platform. I don't like it. There's too many bells and whistles and it's too irritating. So I'm not really gravitating towards facebook live video and therefore i think if if i this is a terrible answer to a very simple question but i i think that ultimately at this moment in time podcasting is probably my favorite um you know medium of choice because you can then take that audio and do so much with it as well not to mention the fact actually that if you're if you have no problems being on camera you could ultimately video yourself recording that podcast as well and have that video content ready to go too. So there's 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 a lot of different ways you can you know skin that cat. Yeah, uh, you just got to catch it first. Yeah, yeah, and, and also is as I know we're going to talk about this on at the end when you we talk about this, but you know listen to his podcast because it's absolutely brilliant. It's one of the the few that I listen to consistently. 
Um, so definitely get yourself and, and listen to that because it's full of great content. The final question I want to ask you about is perfectionism. Um, mm. Because a lot of the a lot of the people that I meet and I talk about, or the people that talk to me from the show, they one of the things that seems to stop them in their tracks is that is how is about the perfectionism about getting the content perfect before it goes out, or you know, creating this personal brand that has to be perfect before it's going to really work. What is your experience, or what are your thoughts about perfectionism? Well, let me ask you this: Have you ever? at any point in your life ever met somebody who you would deem as a perfect human being? Oh, no, not at all. I know a lot of people that may think they are. But, <laughs> you and me both. But no. Um, but no, that, you know, anybody reasonable would answer that question, no, I haven't. And that's because a perfect individual doesn't exist. We've all got our flaws in, in some way, shape, or form, regardless of how phenomenal we think we are deep down. I mean, look, the, the fact of the matter is you go to my website right now, you you know, look into blog posts that I wrote five years ago, I guarantee you you're going to find punctuation and spelling errors on there. You listen to some audio you know, podcasts that I've recorded three, four years ago, the chances are you'll probably find a few that, you know, are really poor in sound quality. But you know what? I put them out because the content was so darn good anyway. I didn't think people would be worried too much whether I was a little echoey or if there was a tad amount of static on the line or whatever. And videos, holy moly, don't get me started on that. I mean, I put some utter rubbish up on YouTube before in my time, but people still like to watch it. So, you know what? You just get it out there. Hit send, hit yeah. publish. I was having a conversation with my wife the other night about I need a backdrop like yours. You've got this amazing backdrop. I think it's when you, <laughs> you either do it in your office or you do it with all the shelves and it's got loads of cool things all over it. And I'm looking going, yeah, and my, my IKEA Kallax just won't cut it if I'm going to do <laughs> millions of that. But it's, it's an interesting uh, thing. No, the, the, the funny thing with that is that, um, you know, it's fun. it's so good that you bring that up because that's what I thought I wanted before we started shooting. And you're talking about the uh, the the Ducker Zone uh, yes. video that we've been shooting recently. We with, with with all transparency, we shot I think 14 episodes in three days, and they've just been dripped out over the last few months. We'll get into the last few weeks now, um, and we aren't actually going to continue that series uh, because it honestly hasn't been as well received as we thought it would be. Um, and, you know, it, it really comes down to, I think, honestly, it, it's a combination of those videos are quite long. They're five to six minutes in length, most of them. Um, and it seems that through surveying my community and, and the people that subscribe to my, you know, my blog and my podcast, they want shorter videos. They want two to three minute videos, not five to six. So, okay, no problem. But when I look at that backdrop now, I think, good God, there's way too much going on there. It's just, it's so bloody busy. There's so much going, you know, on one side you've got, you know, uh, uh, a Union Jack, you know, yeah, yeah. teapot. Yeah. And then on the, other, on the other side you've got a bottle of Woodford Reserve that was gifted to me from somebody in the U.S. And then you've got, you know, books and, and, and little uh, Bruce Lee figures. And you know, there's a Luke Skywalker and a Darth Vader bobblehead and all this. Sort of, that, look, honestly, everything that's on that set is me. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. all the stuff that I enjoy. I love watching Bruce Lee movies. I love Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars geek. 
I, 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 I'm a huge Scotch and bourbon fan. So, you know, all the things that you see there are different parts of me, right? And so I think people like that um, and they get it. But when I look at it, I think, good God, there's too much going on. I want a more of a minimalistic set yeah. for the next uh, set that we do. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's funny you bring that up. It is because it's for me is as I look at it and go, okay, there's his personality. You know, right. so I look at that and go, okay, because there's a couple of people do it with it. I think um, Gary V has, well, Gary V's got a whole huge wall with tons of stuff behind him. But it's, um, I think Pat Flynn will have his uh, Back to the Future stuff and yep. all of that sort of stuff so for me it's it's it is that it's that okay there's there's the person it's not just a a clean slate because me being me yes. i've got i've got an infinity studio downstairs all set up in my dining room that my um, wife wishes it was a dining room but it's but it's it's also a set up ready and i'm thinking no that's too clean so it's interesting yeah. how we have these battles in that and that from that personal branding type of thing isn't it it is. And I, and I think that I, you know, I think I will, I will actually probably continue with that sort of type of backdrop. I think I'll make it a little less busier. Uh, but I, I, there was a lot of stuff like Lego. There was Lego in there. I'm a big Lego fan. You know, oh, there was a signed Larry Bird. Who puts a signed Larry Bird picture and a basketball? You know what I mean? Like, you know, because I'm a, I'm a basketball fan. I'm a Celtics yeah. fan. So, yeah. you know, it, it's interesting you bring it up, though. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, though, people want to do business with other people, right? Yeah. The brands want to do business with other brands. But people, yeah. deep down, they want to – look, you know this whole marketing adage of, oh, no like and trust? Yeah. Rubbish. Doesn't yeah. work anymore. Mm. Doesn't work anymore, right? It's no love and trust. You've got to love somebody to do business with them, particularly yeah. online because it's a noisy online world, right? Yeah. So no love and yeah. trust someone yeah. and so the more you you know the more comfortable you are in opening up <laughs> and yeah. showing more of yourself and what you're all about the better it is for everybody i think no that's brilliant chris that's fantastic so what we're going to do is we're going to jump over to the second part of the show where i get an opportunity to put you on the hot seat oh dear <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dear, dear, so dear, dear. so yeah. here we go. The second I, part of the show. I, I thought I thought we'd been on the bloody hot seat for the last twenty minutes. <laughs> oh oh, oh no! That. Now you need now you need to get the cushions ready, my friend. Now you need to get the cushions ready. Okay. So question number one is: How much time a week do you spend on self development? Probably five hours a week, I would say, on average. Okay. Brilliant. Um, what is your favorite personal development book and why? I mean, uh, probably See You at the Top by Zig Ziglar. It's an oldie, but a goodie. Um, and it's mainly because um, I, j I just love Zig Ziglar. I just love everything that he stood for as a human being, as a trainer, as a coach, as a mentor. Um, and uh, he just he, he connected with me as a teenager and I, and I, and he's been with me ever since. So I, I just love Zig. Zig's great. Yeah. And also with a name like that, you had to be famous. Yes. You, you just, you just knew we, that you his, were going to be famous, didn't you? <laughs> his actual name was Hillary. It was actually Hillary Ziegler. So, um, yeah, I, would have changed I can understand why yeah. they went with the Zig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does, absolutely. Okay. Question number three is what is your favorite app? Uh, Instagram. Okay. Brilliant. Question number four is, what's your biggest business mistake and what did it teach you? 
Oh, God, drinking my own bloody Kool-Aid. So um, 2000 and uh, I think probably 2012, we launched a website and a service called Your Web PA. Um, and, uh, you know, this was after we launched 2010 virtualstarfinder.com, which is still rocking and rolling, does great business. But Your Web PA was basically freelanced outsourced services by the man that you can trust. Chris Ducker, the VA rock star, right? And what a bunch of rubbish it turned out to be. I mean, I, I probably sunk, I sunk at least 40 grand of, of my money into this and six months of my year into it. And when we launched it, it was an utter, utter disaster. And the reason why was because I drank my own Kool-Aid and I didn't validate the idea with my, uh, with my prospective client base for it. Okay. And that's the biggest takeaway. I didn't validate the idea. Okay, brilliant. Question number five is, what are your challenges in balancing life and work, and how do you manage them? Um, I think the ch- well, I think that my biggest challenge is because I work from home 90% of the time. Even though we've got a big facility and everything, I never go there. Um, so I think the biggest challenge is, is because family first with me all the way. And I think that's the biggest challenge is, is, is not <laughs> working as much as I probably should, quite frankly, because I'm at home and I want to spend time with a wife and a little one. And then, you know, the, the other one comes back from school and it's, it's, it's tough sometimes balancing that. And, and I think the way that I am able to balance it is because I schedule everything. I have a saying that if it doesn't get scheduled, it doesn't get done. So every minuscule little thing, 15 minutes for social media on a Tuesday, boom, that'll go up there, you know, and, and everything goes on the schedule. And that's the way that I balance it. Oh, that's fantastic. And also is if your Wi-Fi doesn't work, you can jump to the office because I saw that on Twitter the other day. Yes. Yes. My dog decided to, my dog decided to buy through the, <laughs> through the bloody uh, fiber cable. It was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's not like it was a new cable, Jeff. It's been there since he joined us a year ago. He's just discovered it and yeah. thought, hang on, that looks tasty. Yeah. I wonder Excellent. if I could get Netflix. okay question number six is what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out i would say to be the uncovered unwrapped you from day one um like i said people want to do business with other people right and i think you know when i first got started particularly online um there was a there was a bit of a smoke and mirror act going on I, i wasn't me all the time and once I decided that I was going to be the real Chris all the way, it's not like I was hiding anything. I just wasn't being me all the time. And so once I decided in late 2012, early 2013 to do that, um, everything, I mean, just doors opened up left, right and center. And it really just got, it comes down to that P2P of people want to do business with other people philosophy, you know? Yeah. And do you think that was a way, did you kind of like do that because you wanted to protect yourself or was it just something that, how, what, what sort of, why, why do you think it was that you didn't want, weren't showing the real Chris? It, it, it had nothing to do with me, actually. I wanted to protect the business uh, because, you know, at that point, the only business that I had in place in 2010 was my large call center uh, BPO firm, which is still up and running and, and does 
great, great business. Um, and so, it, it, you know, the majority of our clients were, were corporations. They were, you know, large SMEs and, and they still are now. The only difference, uh, you know, between now and then is back in those days, you know, they didn't really know me that well. And, you know, they would come into town and, you know, maybe give me a, a T-shirt from Tennessee or wherever the hell they were visiting from. Nowadays, they turn up with a bottle of scotch. So thank ah. you for playing. Right? <laughs> yeah. so, you know, I'd much rather have those kind of clients any day. Of the world. <laughs> okay. Question number seven is: What is your definition of success? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I, I think, well, for me, the definition of success is is how I look at my kids. I mean, my kids. I've got you know three with another one on the way. Um, for me, the uh, you know the way that they continue to grow and form themselves into you know, human beings is, is hugely important to me on that success radar. I mean, my, my eldest is 22. He's, he's now his own boss. He's launched a videography company last year and he's making more money at 22 than I ever did. My daughter is in her second year of university in London studying marketing communications and, you know, top 5% of the university. And my youngest is, is at school and, and just placed in the top 10% of all uh, science students uh, across the whole of Southeast Asia. So, I mean, I look at my kids, man. That's that's the success indicator for me. I mean, bank balances are great and everything, but there's only so much money you can make, and uh, I'd rather focus in on my kids than anything else. No, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Number eight <laughs> is, do you have any morning habits? Um, I exercise three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I hate exercising. I do it because it's good for me, not because I enjoy it. Um, I'm bang on honest. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. Um, I also read for 30 minutes every morning straight after breakfast. Okay. Uh, but other than that, no, not a lot more. Okay. Brilliant. Excellent. Okay, so number, um, uh, hang on, which one is this? Six, seven, eight, nine. I think it is nine. I've just added that new one in for the, this, the start of the show over the next 12 months. So that threw okay. me a little bit. So number nine is um, you get to pick a number between one and 50. And it is the number represents the lessons that I have learned over the um, sort of the my illness and starting a business. So Chris, pick a okay. number between one and 50. Let's go with Larry Bird, 33. 33 is demand respect. So mm. what that basically means is it's not from an arrogant point of view, but it is don't let people walk over you. It's that the too much times, I mean, I was bullied a lot at school and I kind of like just allowed people to tell me what to do when mm -hmm. I was when I was growing up and right the way up until I started my own business. And it's that the importance of you, you have to have that respect for yourself the, to not let people um, walk all over you. And I thought, well, what do you think about that? I think it's perfect. I think it's bang on. <clears throat> I mean, if, if you don't demand respect of other people, then how can you respect yourself? You yeah. know, um, I, I'm a big believer, particularly in the online business space where everything is about free content, giving out free opt-in magnets and yeah. free offers and all this sort of stuff, you must be seen to sell in order to build influence mm. in any industry. Yeah. And, and, and by doing that, you command respect, 
When somebody puts their hand in their PayPal account and sends you money for a course or a book or a coaching or consultation call or buys one of your live event tickets or whatever it is, that's them showing you respect as the person that you are and for what you're doing. And so I, I think it's incredibly, incredibly important to demand respect across the board, no matter who you're working with, no matter what industry you're in. Um, if you're not doing it, then honestly, you're letting yourself down. I couldn't agree more with you, Jeff. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Chris. So, Chris, now the floor is yours for you to share with the the audience how they can find out more about you, what um, links and social media and that sort of stuff. Well, I wouldn't be much of a personal brand entrepreneur if I just didn't put everything at chrisducker.com, wouldn't I? Yeah. So. There you go. <laughs> everything, the blog, the podcast, the videos, everything that I do to help people build their uh, their future-proof businesses around their brands is at chrisducker.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at chrisducker. And uh, if anybody's interested in, in obviously, uh, the mastermind community, they can just head over to upreneur.com. Brilliant. And, and like I say, I've been following Chris um, for a long, long time, and he has helped me massively in many, many differences. Great podcast, great resources on his blog. So get yourself over there and do it. And Chris, I just want to take the final opportunity just to say, I'm really honored to have you on the show. It's been, I've really enjoyed it. And I want to wish you the greatest success. Thank you. And likewise as well. I appreciate you having me on. So first of all, just let me say a massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know that you're out there listening. And it's great to have the emails that I get from you with suggestions about the show and what you think about the show. That's really nice. Really does help me make the show even better. If you'd like to find out more about me and the types of services I offer or my social media links, then please visit www.jeffnicholson.uk. You can also join us on the Facebook page. Just search for Success IQ Podcast. And that's a new page that we've put up that I'm trying to grow and develop. So you can tune in and find us on other stations such as Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and of course, iTunes. And if you have the time, it would be great if you could pop over there, leave a rating, leave a review, because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm really looking for. So just to say, I hope you have a fantastic week. I wish you the greatest success and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Take care.